off your chicken strips. Alright, now it's recording. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Pen Pals Podcast. I'm your Pen Pal Egg. With me, as always, is... Yeah, otherwise known as Just Cheesy Jess. The barista with the biggest jugs this side of the Mississippi. Mm. What's um what's your week been like? Just what a way to make a living. the same. I uh, I woke up today at 11 o'clock, realized that I needed to do my laundry, and then halfway through my laundry, my my boss uh, texted me and asked if I could show up to my shift uh, in 30 minutes. So I ran home, I chugged down a, uh, a pot of pasta, and I, I made it into work. Well, it wasn't dry yet, but that's what um that's what clotheslines are for. I hang them out my window like I'm an old New York housewife, like I'm an Irish immigrant in Boston. I just sling them out there. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, no, nah, they're kind of like draped around the window. The old, you know, back in the day, uh, Irish immigrant women would talk to their neighbors. So I imagine they would like pass them like over the street and then they would share the line. But, um, it's a bit of a distance between my building and the next one. And I don't really want to talk to the person who lives there and ask them if I can... Yeah, probably. Not directly in front of it. It's just that's where the bed is, and I can sit and change on the bed. And the fact that the window is there is just a coincidence. It's not my it's not my goal to uh, flash my little hockey stick uh, around in front of the window. <laughs> the stem? What about my Theodore Roosevelt? Because I walk quietly, but I do carry a big stick. <laughs> Are you saying I, I, I quad? I can be sneaky when I want to. It just it just takes so much work. All right then. Well, all right then. Um, you kept telling me to watch Friends, and I remember uh, a while ago you said that you didn't like Friends until you moved out on your own. So I figured I'm out on my own. I should try it out. And it's been it's been pretty good. 
mostly. I'm on season three. Yeah, I, I do get that sense. Um, there are some episodes that I just can't stand. Um, like the one where the gang isn't ready or something. Or the one where, like, the gang has to get ready, something like that. Right. Yeah. And, like, I think it's an interesting idea for an episode, and, like, you can totally tell the tone is different right off the bat, and it seems like it's set in real time, like, 24 hours style. I just, I, I, I yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I just didn't think it was funny. No, uh, I really liked the flashback episode. I thought that was really funny and well done. Yeah. And, um, you know, I especially find it funny because, like, in quizzes, everyone's like, oh, well, who's the one friend, uh, who's the one male friend that Rachel didn't have a relationship with? And the answer is Chandler. But she did want to fuck Chandler when she first met him, so there's that. Um, I also can't stand Ross and Rachel the couple. I hate it. I don't get the appeal. And I, I Ross is mostly annoying. Ross is kind of annoying, but like, I don't have a problem with him as a character. And I think there are some like, he has some funny moments. I just don't like the coupling or the relationship. Damn. I love Monica and um, Chandler and I'm so upset that I think I'm like halfway through season three and I'm so angry that I have to wait another season and a half before they get together. Yeah, like at the end at Ross's wedding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mostly I am enjoying it. I used to just put it on as background noise, but more and more I found myself actually, like, paying attention to it. What shows have you been watching recently? You haven't been been watching. Is that the movie we watched that one time? Mm. Right. It's also a good movie. Very creepy. (laughs) We should. Yeah.
Right, it's like, I should call them, but I don't want to bother them. I'll just pull in and see if they're busy. <laughs> yeah, what do you, like the bed of a truck is metal, usually like steel or aluminum. How, how did you set it on fire? It's like, I don't think you watched. <laughs> Let me finish. It's like, I know you you probably didn't watch a lot of iCarly, but, like, the character Spencer would always set random stuff on fire? Oh, really? Well, it was really good. Yeah, so, like, like, Spencer would just, like, start drumsticks on fire and then bells on fire. Maybe, uh, maybe we're dealing with a real-life Spencer. Yeah. Maybe. I was sweating just from walking to my car, from my car into my work. Yeah. I was drenched. That used to be a thing when we were kids, right? Um, oh yeah, speaking of, um, that kind of stuff, my old principal got struck by lightning the other day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he survived, he made it, but he was just playing golf right in the go-kart, and all, or the golf cart, and all of a sudden, boom, lightning struck almost dead. Well, now I do. Yeah, I guess now we <laughs> We weren't super close or anything, but it's cool. Next time I see him, I can know that God tried to kill him. Ooh. Great book. Great book. Can I say it? No. Okay, it was called Ten Little Blanks. And it's an ethnic group of people. Uh, and it's misspelled uh, to kind of reflect a certain vernacular. <laughs> Please do.
Gravy Hendrix. Mm -hmm. Oh my god. What if she wasn't possessed? She just lost her virginity and her friend was just freaking out. <laughs> oh my god. She's been possessed by a devil. Uh, no, I just. I had sex with Chad. Relax. I got. Fucked. I got fucked. And now I have superpowers. It's just like Superman. Spider-Man got fucked by a spider, and that's how he got his powers. I've been fucked by Chad, and now I have Chad powers. All right. Anything else, or should we move into the meat of the saucy episode? Oh, oh. I, uh, I imagine that will be a lot of the meat. Oh, oh we're gonna, we won't talk. I'll tell you that much. So, um, Jess, I guess you usually give us the breakdown. Um, you have quite the job ahead of you. What, what the fuck happened? Can I just say, um, the episode did not give Sam any credit. The episode that explained what had happened uh, before the live eviction, because they kind of had to bounce all over. And they didn't have in enough time to edit everything together. So Sam ended up getting almost no credit in the published episode for turning the alliance against each other, which I believe, fully believe he did. Um, you can continue. I just wanted to say that uh, anybody who doesn't watch the live streams and isn't on Reddit probably didn't understand that it was Sam who, who really pulled the pin. Fucking so good. 
Dick Jackson, you Lego headed fuck. This is why the field trip vote is so fucking stupid. Because like it I've yeah, I've I've been voting, but like it encourages you to to nominate players who are in like in the middle who you you don't really care about. So like I voted for I think like Holly, Kat, and Tommy. I think those were my three votes. Because I really don't give a fuck what happens to them, and um, and but but like 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 you said, casual viewers don't get that because when they vote for something on Big Brother, it's almost always, oh, this is a really good thing, like the coup d'état that Jeff got that broke the game for a week, or it's a really bad punishment thing, like I've, nothing's coming to mind right now. But fuck off, you dumb pieces of shit. Because people can't stop and think for a minute. The draft is updated. Um, so, for the longest time, whoa, 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 your team, Pioneer Women, had been kicking my ass. Teammate Sal was really on the ropes. First week, 39-26. Second week, 46-21. Third week, I brought it back with 15-33. And now, in this uh, in this fifth week, your team is at negative five, and I'm at a whopping 17 points. It is 118-115 to 115 Team Pioneer Women just in the lead. Oh, dear. Just barely. I'll tell you. Huh? I did. Mm -hmm. You know what? And I would love to say I knew from the start, but I was giving her the biggest amount of shit talking ever. Like, just two weeks before. <laughs> I think you did. I think if we go back in the Snapchat archives. <laughs> I knew all along. I've been saying it all along. Jessica's always been my queen. Yeah, or boring. I think I think that was my thing mostly. It's just that she's boring. Not anymore. Fucking slay. She fucking got it. And you know what? Nicole was third. 
right? It went Nicole, Cat, Jessica. Damn, there's some hope. It's a uh, endurance comp next. Oh shit! If it's not an endurance, well, okay. Yeah, I don't see Nicole beating Pat, Holly, or Annalise. Annalise. Annalise, which seems to be going around the house. Yes, it does seem to be. So, what? What really, okay, so what I don't get is why does Kat feel so inclined to have Holly and kind of Jackson be her ride or die? Jackson's not. Holly is because they tend to have a connection upside down. No, right. Yeah, deal on day two, but no, she needs to be on Jackson, but she's going to hold. That's true. Jack's, Jack is pretty well liked by everybody except for like Mickey and Holly. Mm -hmm. I don't know, man. It just got crazy. But now, now suddenly, all of like Nick was public enemy number one last week. He was him or like Nicole, right? Yeah, and even so, say like, say Jackson wins HOH. I, 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 I guess he could go. Okay, so he would probably nominate. I think either Jack. Probably Jessica and Christy. And then I still no, think Christy. You think he would double up on Christy and Tommy? Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm. For sure. All right. Maybe you're right. Maybe after Jessica keeps him, as long as she lets him know that that's been the plan from the beginning, maybe he says, all right. Damn. But okay. Big Brother yeah, just got crazy. This is really like this season feels like the inverse of last season. Where last season we had a really exciting early game, a fairly exciting mid game, and then a fairly predictable end game. Where now the the beginning game was boring as fuck, and now we're entering the mid game and everything is fucking nuts and crazy, and we don't know what the fuck is going on. Wow. Yeah. I wish David could be here to see this. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, I guess that happens. You know what? This, um, the, the end of this season, I think, is really going to determine how we look back at it. Yeah. Like, because we could get this week, and then maybe, for some fucking reason, Jackson and Holly and Christy and Tommy come back together, and they all start working together as a... Hmm? I don't think they will. 
No, I don't think they will. But they could, and we could go back to the same boring shit. Or maybe things get fucking nuts. And one of the outsiders who started this game being just fucking looked down on the entire time comes back and wins, and suddenly we have uh, an, an epic season of Big Brother. Instead of the boring shit that everybody thought we were going to get early in the year. I could shake that up. Mm-hmm. Pretty man. Yeah, it's Queen. What's the next topic? All right. Okay. All right, okay. All right. The next topic. The next. All right. I want to talk about movie, book, TV show settings. What is what are some of your favorite settings in movies and books? Okay. I don't. I just don't think they get enough love. You know. The Oasis? The Oasis, yeah. It was very nostalgic for me, very 80s, and I was alive. Okay. Yeah, so I really like that setting. Okay. Alright. Nice. Um, Alright. Okay. What about you? Well, I'd have to say. Harry Potter. I mean, ever since I read the first book. Shut up. Shut up. I've never read or saw Harry Potter, so what are you serious about? How crazy would it be if I'd been pulling the longest con in the history of man on you and I secretly have read the Harry Potters before? I would feel your throat. <laughs> I mean, how do you know I haven't? I just, I, I, I haven't. Hmm. You haven't. You have not. Yeah, right. But, but. Nothing, nothing. Have you? No. That's right. <laughs> That's what I fucking thought. Anyways, um, some of my favorite settings would probably be, there's, uh, this book series, and the first book is called Leviathan, and it's set in, like, World War One is about to start, but it's in, it's like an altered, <laughs> no, not Leviathan by Richard Gustin, unfortunately. But it's like this alternate reality where half of the world has these this like steampunk technology and they have walking mechs and everything. And then the other half of this world has used like um uh what's like when men uh when humans use natural selection their advantage? Is that just like unnatural selection? Mankind has used unnatural selection to create these, like, 
animal hybrids and animal technology hybrids. Like the first, a lot, a major location in the first book is this giant floating airship that's really in, like a living animal. And this army like lives in it and works from it. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. The books kind of suck, but the setting's really cool. Yeah. The um. Oh, oh, I know. That's okay. We'll we'll play it again, and we'll we'll do stuff with it. Um, I didn't find this setting particularly great, but people killed themselves because they would never get to live in the in the world of Avatar, the Blue People. Yeah, people. So I'm being totally serious with you. Some people killed themselves because they 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 knew they would never get to live in. Pandora, I think it was called. Yeah. If they would have just waited like five more years, Disney opened up a Pandora park, you would have been able to visit. Yeah. I didn't say you kind of jumped in on that one, no intended. <laughs> you at least jumped the bridge on that one. So, I mean, good. <laughs> just be patient is the main main part of this story. And good things will come to you. And Pandora will come. Although, speaking of Avatar, love Avatar The Last Airbender setting. I love Avatar The Last Airbender too. It's not on Netflix, and that hurts me. In a deep way. I own the series. I own the series. You own the series? You own the series? Yes, I own the series. I own the series. Oh my god. Oh my. I could lend it to you. I would love that, honestly. Finally, it's happened to me. We also need to. We should probably. Do you have any more settings you want to talk about? I like Yoshi in the Crafted World. Oh, yeah? Oh, <laughs> That's so sweet. Thank you. Your immediate reaction is always being defensive, and I, I never come at you. Right. I just, um, I, <laughs> this memory came to mind earlier at work, and, um, I thought I should bring it up to you because I don't know if you remembered. Um, sophomore year, we had creative writing class together with a with a good friend of ours. And may he rest in peace. Uh, he's not dead. He's just married, so it's even worse. Um, <laughs> man, I'm so jealous. And um, he 
I think you were you were giving each other crap or or something. I can't remember what it was, but um, you're being you're being a saucy little boy, and for some reason I called you a cocksucker, and you got so you got so upset. <laughs> You do remember. Oh. I just remember I just remember you you being like, I can't believe you said that. I said you called me that and then you, as the teacher was trying to start class. You're just leaning over and going, I've never called you a cocksucker egg. I've never called you a cocksucker. <laughs> I don't believe it. I still don't believe you. I you know what? I think it got the desired effect, really. It was very effective. It was very effective. Alright. Alright. I know, because ninety percent of the time I'm a sweet little egg. And then the other ten percent I'm just <laughs> I don't think it's that bad. I really, I really do think that's just because most of the time I'm, I try to be a super pleasant person. So the rest of the time, even when I'm saying something relatively minor, it, it seems amplified compared to how I usually am. Oh. The second time didn't. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say the second time I didn't do it as long as I did the first time. But the first time it was like. Are you, are... The first time I said I was looking for something that's like pancakes and as little else as possible. And then you said. You said. You said. Oh, just order pancakes, right? You just want pancakes? And I said, no. And then you're like, well, what did you say? Did you think I had, like, insulted you or something? It, it was late at night at that point. <laughs> uh, that class.
Bass had some great moments like that. And then, like, oh, your hands are, like, cold and frosty. That must be great when you jack off. Oh, Oh, I remember. <laughs> um, man, I was listening to uh, a song earlier today. It's uh, Little Women from the uh, Sweeney Todd musical. And I got such like uh, a nostalgic rush of like my time back at that college. And fuck, I wish that was a four year. I just. Why couldn't it be? Why? Why? Oh. It makes me so sad. Hmm. You're right. You're right. Wiser words have never been said. Well, I feel like we should talk about it, because this is the first time I've been, not the first time I've been genuinely upset, but this has made me angrier than most news of this kind does. Um, there have been two mass shootings last week. I know this is more serious than we usually get, but there were three I didn't even, this is, this is how fucking nuts it is. I didn't even know about the, the bar mass shooting. Jesus fucking Christ. So this, and you know what? But, but really, so like normally I hear this news and I, I don't necessarily get mad. I get like, like very sad, uh, obviously. Um, but at a certain point, it just, it just becomes so, so frustrating that we have three mass shootings in a week. In one week, and you you know I have I have a coworker at Lollapalooza, and I I was genuinely confused if there had been a mass shooting there too, and my I honestly thought, man, if I was her, I'd be freaked out that this place was going to get shot up. Yeah, it is awful. I was freaked out. Can I, before, no, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, before we get too much into, like, the, the politics and which side is on it, I just want to say that I think we forget a lot of times, especially when debating this issue, 
that everybody is on the same team. Regardless of your stance on gun control, regardless on your stance of Second Amendment rights, the reason we all care very strongly about this, and literally every single person wants it to stop. You may be the you may have the strongest argument for gun control, and you may meet the biggest Second Rights Amendment. But when you two talk about those things, specifically relating to mass shootings, you are both on the same team. And that's the exact reason why you're so passionate is because you both want them to stop. There is nobody out there who is fighting against gun control and who is uh, advocating for Second Amendment rights who want the mass shootings to continue. And I just wanted to say that because I think we forget all the time that we just want the same thing here, which is for innocent people to stop dying so fucking much. Well, especially, I couldn't disagree with you more about one thing. I feel like politics is to blame. I feel like Republicans are to blame. I feel like Democrats are to blame. Because instead of sitting there, coming together and organizing and coming up with a way to try and limit these attacks and prevent them from happening, the sides are pointing at each other, they're hating each other, they're blaming each other, they're killing each other, but they're not sitting there and they're not forming a solution. Can I? They're not working together to achieve the goal of, 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 of achieving peace and or preventing mass shootings. Can I just say, I don't mean to interrupt you, but, but that is what I'm saying, that we're a lot of times we forget that what we're supposed to be doing is is working on the same team and that we we are all trying to get these shootings to stop and i'm i'm, I'm saying there's too much of that's i'm not saying that they are i'm saying that we should and that a lot of people are forgetting that Right, but I'm assuming there's not politicians in our audience. So, like, what I guess what I'm trying to say is, when you're having this debate with someone else, please be mindful that they want the exact same thing you do, unless they're a mass shooter in disguise. Yes. No, sorry. Please, please say your thing. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh shit. I might replace that with a fuck you. Um, but yeah, definitely. ticked me off is I was scrolling through the news and I saw the headline I think I was scrolling through Facebook and I saw the headline news anchor gets confused about which mass shooting he's reporting on and that fucking ticked me off more than fucking anything because it's becoming common day it's fucking becoming commonplace the Google logo right now if you go click on it it has one ribbon for 
for both of the mass shootings because that's how fucking close together we are. It's, it's, it's ridiculous, and I, I don't understand why one side thinks that the answer is to ban all guns and have more gun control when that clearly hasn't been working and when Chicago is a prime example of why that doesn't work and why the other side is so so strongly for just not fucking doing anything and just watching as people get killed and mowed down and both are just ignoring the fucking problem and blaming gun control or the lack of it or mental illness and and not fucking doing anything. me that we fall into the same tracks when both have clearly been shown to not work. We need we need to completely reroute our way of thinking because sh- like shouting for more gun control, we've been doing that for years and it hasn't worked. And and saying oh it's not guns Guns aren't the problem, it's mental illness, and then making no effort to change the country's perception of mental illness or to to help people with mental illness if that's what it is, stop this, is is not working. Neither of them are working. And what are we going to do? Because I guarantee you, I'm going to go on Facebook tomorrow and I'm going to see... All of my Republican friends posting about, well, well, guns this and and guns that, and you can't take away guns because blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to see all of my Democratic friends posting, um, oh, well, you know, blah, blah, and blah, blah, and this is why we need blah, blah, And and, and, and neither work. And we need to be frank that it's, it's not because we haven't fully gone gun crazy. It's not because... We, we haven't gone into gun control enough. It's, it's because neither work. And, and frankly, we need to start from ground one. Because three in one week is, is unacceptable. One in, a, one in a year should be unacceptable. And I don't know how we got desensitized to this far.
shit I'm worried about when you're going out and enjoying your day. Was it's it? Ridiculous. Was it you I was with at the movie theaters when I said, if a mass shooter comes in here, we're definitely fucked? It was either you or my high school friends. Yeah. I said, because we were sitting, like, in the middle, but there was nobody else in front of us. I said, if a mass shooter comes in here, we're both fucked. And I was, it was, I was half joking, but it was legitimate. My school got closed down because they thought there was an active shooter on the premise. When I was in high school. It's ridiculous. I go into my classes and I think, what would happen if a shooter came in? How am I It's just nuts. And I'm tired of I'm 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 tired of it being a political issue. I'm tired of it being steeped in well this is what the Democrats want and well this is what the Republicans want. And it's it's like it's a competition and that we can't have that when the lives of our citizens and our children are at stake. Okay. Yeah, I just I just felt like we needed to talk about it. Because and we normally cover Sugar Ditch News, I guess. But we normally cover funny stuff, but I I, I guess that's just it's it's hard to be funny in a week like this, you know. Do you want to do a, a funny news article real quick before we um, we close up shop here? Okay. Man circumcised in hospital mix-up gets a 20,000 pound payment payout. Pound being the money. Yes. Okay. So, Terry... <laughs> Brazier, 70 oh. years old. He's oh, men- <laughs> Yeah, so um he uh he went in to get a bladder Botox procedure. I'll be honest, I'm not quite sure what that bit is, but um basically he went in for the procedure and was accidentally circumcised. Um the uh, <laughs> the staff at the infirmary mixed up his notes. Uh, and here's a quote from Mr. Bazir. He said, they didn't know what to say when they found out they'd done it. They said they can't send me back to the ward and they needed to talk to me. <laughs> so imagine... Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, 
Um, yeah, Brazier told this newspaper, uh, The Star, that he was so distracted chatting to nurses that he did not realize he was getting a different procedure until it was too late. Imagine how distracted you, how good was this conversation that you didn't notice that they weren't in your bladder, but around your stem. They were around your, your great redwood tree. They were, they were infatuated with Cupid's arrow and they couldn't, and you didn't notice. No? Do you? <laughs> I mean, yeah, you could take the normie way out, but I guess I'm just a dick hipster, and um, it's going to stay that way. Oh, oh me. So, wah, 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 you have a bald dick now. Sorry. Yeah, the medical director, by the way, said, we remain deeply and genuinely sorry that this mistake occurred. And I would like to take this opportunity to once again apologize to Mr. Brazier. You fucked with his dick. Alright? I mean, maybe he's... Maybe he's mixing it up at the nursing home. We don't know. Yeah. Alright, well... Yeah, it wasn't even a big deal for me. Get over it. Now you don't have to worry about smegma. Did you stop in the middle of eating your ham and cheese sandwich and think, oh, my, <laughs> something's happened. I felt a disturbance in the floor. Yeah. Everybody's got a beanie baby, and I got the end of your beanie baby, and some of her ripped the tag off in front of me, and I started crying because I thought she'd go because his heart was gone. That's very sweet. Maybe she ripped the tag off the second you got circumcised. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she circumcised. She circumcised the Beanie Baby while I was being circumcised. We hop back and forth and back and forth and, and every which way. <laughs> it went well, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think I, I lost anything that I, I should have kept. Yep. Of course, if I ever take down my pants and the girl on looks 
screams in horror, and then I'll know something has, has indeed gone wrong. And my parents have had uh, have been hiding a terrible secret from me. That's fair. Maybe maybe it's because my dick glows, and maybe that's what would throw her off. It's like a it's like a glow stick, but you do have to crack it first. You do have to just just take it in your hands and just and then it'll start glowing. Egg slingy slongy. Eggs ripstick. All right. Well, thank you guys for uh, coming. Uh, I've been your pen pal, Egg. With me, as always, is. Otherwise known as Jesse. He does. Thanks for coming to our corner of the bookstore. Bye.